When the Lord made the first man and woman in his likeness and image, he united them together in love and he gave them a command, be fruitful and multiply. When God did this at the culmination of his creation, he was making it very clear that the family is the masterpiece of his creation. And the reason for this is that the family is called and created by God to be the presence and manifestation of God's image in the world. The image of God as a trinity, a community of life and love that is shared between the divine persons in God. The family was called to be a community of life and love. And through this, to be able to know and to experience the joy of God. When sin entered the picture, this dream and vision of God for our families was wounded. It broke down. And the family which was meant to be a place of blessing, experience of happiness and joy, now the family becomes an experience for many people of one of heartache, of pain, of suffering, of division, and many other unpleasant things. But this is why it's beautiful to celebrate this feast of the Holy Family right next to Christmas. Because Jesus, coming into the world, God comes into the world in and through a family. And God is reaffirming by this way of coming into the world the goodness of every single family, your family and mine, and of his desire to redeem and to heal whatever is broken or wounded in each one of our families. There are three areas that the readings today show us where the grace of God wants to work very powerfully in this work of restoring and renewing family life. The first area is with regard to thanksgiving, gratitude. St. Paul mentions it in in the letter three times. I was visiting a friend of mine and his family in Iowa, a family uh, living out in the country. There were three sons and their mother. The father had passed away several years earlier. And we were having dinner together. And at the end of the meal, every one of those three sons very sincerely said to their mother, Mom, thank you for dinner. I just about fell over. This was not in my experience. And this made me realize how little gratitude 
there was in my own family and in my own heart. Why is it that gratitude is so rare today and becoming less and less common in family life? Every single act of love from God or from any other person is a free gift. It's a gift. And the only fitting response to love is gratitude. My dear friends, let us fill our families with this gratitude and not take for granted all the ways that we show love to each other. They are gifts, and we must be thankful. Another area that is mentioned, and this is a very important area, St. Paul mentions it also in that same letter, forgiveness. Forgiveness. There's nothing that keeps a family strong and keeps those little hurts from festering into larger ones to heal whatever is hurt than forgiveness. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness is so necessary in family life. When you and I get up in the morning, we don't wake up planning to hurt each other and our families. But because we are fallen, because we are weak, we hurt the people that are closest to us. We hurt our family. And sometimes we can hurt each other very badly. This is why we need to forgive a hundred times a day if necessary. In my first assignment as a priest, within the first few months, I met a couple who was married for 50 years. My gosh, after you get that you can just about raise the victory flag. 50 years. And I asked them, I says, boy, that's a long time. How did you make it? And the man turned to me and said, Father, one of the secrets of our marriage is we never went to bed at night. Before we closed our eyes, we always turned to each other and we would say, honey, if I have hurt you in any way today, I am so sorry. They did this every night. They never let the sun go down on their anger. My gosh, in my family, we held grudges for weeks on end. I think the record was two months. And what keeps us from saying, I'm sorry? It's pride. I think I'm right, they're wrong, or they started it and they deserve it, and we give ourselves all these excuses. Let us be families that race to forgiveness. Race each other. Be the winner, even if you didn't start the argument. Be the first to forgive. Don't let anger build to resentment, to bitterness, to hatred, and then those volcanic explosions that will end up happening sooner or later. I was in a community, a religious community of brothers. Once a month, we would gather in a room and we would take turns kneeling down in front of each other 
and confessing the ways that we hurt the unity and uh, love of community life. And let me tell you, there were days where one of us would be so mad at a particular brother because of things he wasn't doing, his laziness or whatever. But when you see that same brother on his knees, acknowledging his weakness and begging for forgiveness, it's hard to stay mad. And it, it helped to renew and spring charity and love back up again. Can you imagine if all of us, our families, at least once a week, we gathered together in a room, and whatever ways we have hurt each other in that week, that we were very sincere and intentional about saying, I'm sorry. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Why aren't we doing this? It is one of the things that is so beautiful about love, to say the words, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Now, I also know that in my experience in ministry, I have encountered various situations in families that have just broken my heart. Sometimes we can be hurt by a family member, and those hurts go very deep. Those wounds can be very painful. Those take time to heal. The important thing is that I least decide with Jesus not to close my heart. That I become willing to be willing to forgive 70 times 7. Sometimes for the same hurt that may have happened several years ago. I had to wrestle with this with my own parents. There were certain things that happened as we were struggling when I was younger, and I and my siblings were hurt very deeply. And I, I wanted to close my heart and just stay mad. And the Lord, I had to get on my knees many times and beg God to give me the forgiveness that I did not have in my own heart. There were times where it was painful just to be in the presence of my own father and mother. But I kept choosing with the grace of God to forgive, to love, to forgive, and forgive, and to love. And after about 10, 12 years, those strong emotions stopped coming up. When I would think of what happened, the emotions weren't there anymore. It was finished. The work of forgiveness was complete. So sometimes forgiveness is a process. And we just have to give it time as it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. The important thing is that we forgive. The last thing, just very briefly, honor your father and mother. Here's where the forgiveness really helps us. Because, oh my gosh, of all the commandments, which one have we struggled with the most? There might be a few others, but this one, oh my gosh. God knew that we would struggle with this commandment. And especially when we're younger, I think the hardest are the teenage years. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Honor father and mother. And this is why God knew that we would need incentives. So he attached many blessings to this commandment. For example, God says to me, if you honor your parents, I will hear your prayers. I don't know about you, but when I pray, I want God to hear my prayers. And God is saying, I will honor your prayers if you honor your father and mother. Another blessing, if I honor my parents, this will atone for my sins. Whoa, I'm loving this one. Because my sins are many. Anything that would help me atone for my past sins, Lord, I am on the same page with you. As I honor my parents, I am atoning. It's cleansing me from my past sins. Why does God ask this? Because central to a right relationship with God is the, is the virtues and disposition of honor and reverence. If I do not honor and reverence my parents, I will limp and struggle in honoring and reverencing God. It is in the family where I begin to learn reverence and honor that one day I must give to God, which opens the floodgates of heaven to many, many blessings. So here, perhaps it might be helpful if the word honor trips us up because our parents, like us, they do dishonorable things because they too are fallen and broken. And sometimes I may not be able always to honor my parents because they've done some things that are dishonorable. But I am called in the light of the New Testament that gives the fuller understanding to love them, to bear with their imperfections and faults, just like I hope they bear with mine. So my dear friends, as we receive the Eucharist now, Jesus wants to give us the grace to live out these areas that can renew, strengthen, and heal family life. Let us open our hearts wide and receive this lavish grace of Jesus Christ. Amen.